Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Eaters presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Eaters EuroLeague. I will start this episode by saying... It was great to have Partizan back in the EuroLeague, wasn't it, Yoke? How are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man, and I 100% agree with you. They they had a wonderful season. We saw what they were able to do in the playoffs. They they took the the champs to a game five, and that was a really great series. So Partizan definitely belongs in EuroLeague, and hopefully, we'll continue to see them in here for many years. Belgrade is one of the most exciting places where to watch basketball and Partizan is one of the two teams from Belgrade playing in the EuroLeague. Their fans made their home courts a very special place and uh, not only at home but also on the road. Every Partizan game was an incredible show inside and outside the court. After the team being away from the competition for eight long seasons, Partizan was back into this edition of the EuroLeague, coached by the great Zyko Obradovic and and he's expected to return next season for the happiness of every single EuroLeague fan. It uh, was in 92 that the club won their only EuroLeague title, coached by Obradovic, on uh, an incredible Djordjevic three-point to seal the win over Juventud. They won 71-70 in one historical moment of the basketball history. This uh, season, after a slow start, Partizan came to life uh, later in the season and uh, they became one of the most dominant clubs in Europe in the later stage of the regular season of the EuroLeague and they were able to compete and beat any team in the competition. They ended the regular season in sixth place, being eliminated on a controversial five-games playoff series. Partizan ended the season with a plus 3.7 night rating, having the best offensive rating of the competition, but their Achilles heel was their defense, where they ranked as the second worst defensive rating team in the whole EuroLeague. Diog, give us the strengths and weaknesses of this uh, Partizan team. Okay, so first of all, uh, I gotta say the, their home court advantage, because the, that crowd is just amazing, uh, and obviously it helps a lot to play when you have a whole arena with that that type of environment behind you, so that's first and foremost. Obviously, the, the coaching, we know the, the success that Coach Obradovic has in his career, so obviously he's uh, one of the all-time greats, so... That's number two. And then, uh, obviously, the players they have. I mean, when you talk about Kevin Porter Jr., Dante Axum, you have uh, Zach Lede, Lasort, you have a lot of guys that are elite talents. But I just think that as a group, you don't really see uh, many teams that, uh, that are so united as this one is. I just think the only thing that they could use to improve is uh, an elite-level point guard. Like uh, I'm not saying a Campazzo or some a guy like that, but... Just a guy who's better than uh, Yam Madar, and that's no knock on him. He had a very good year, but uh, he's still young, and I think they need a, a more established point guard in order for them to, to really contend. So I think that's what I think they, they need to improve at, but they are an incredible team. They had a great season, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to see how they how they continue to, to develop this yearly campaign. Always challenging um, for these teams like Partizan, Jalgiris, that are... 
amazing basketball teams with incredible atmospheres, but uh, tend to have smaller budgets than some of the greats. And they need to find good players and to discover a lot of good players. It's not always easy for them to, to go and uh, and pay up for, for adding a star to their roster. But uh, I agree with you with uh, having an established point guard that can be a floor general for them. They have very high-level guard play. They have many guards like uh, Exum, Panther, Avramovic that gave them ex- excellent minutes across the, the season. But uh, having an established guy that can be a floor general and control the game for them it will be key at some times. It will be a big addition. Being able to have a, an extension of the genius that they have as a coach in the floor will certainly be a big plus for them and something that they probably will want to address this offseason, looking to, again, be competitive and maybe getting even a step forward and getting into the Final Four and fighting for a, a, their second League Championship. They certainly will love that and will certainly be an amazing moment to cover and to witness if, uh, if that comes to fruition. Let's look into partisan key players and we start with the one that uh, for us was the team's MVP Kevin Panther the 6'4 29 years old American guard he's on his fourth EuroLeague season he's first with Partizan after pre- previously playing with Olympiacos Red Star in Milano Panther averaged for the season 16.1 points 2.5 assists 2.1 rebounds and 1 steal per game with his highlight of the season being the game 1 uh, of the team playoff series where he was named MVP recording 26 points, 6 assists, and 3 rebounds. What makes Panther our Partizan MVP deal? Man, everything he brings to this team uh, in terms of like scoring, shooting, his ability to, to perform in the clutch, like we saw the amount of clutch shots he hit this season. Uh, two of them come to mind uh, immediately the one in Monaco, uh, where they needed to win to, to guarantee like a playoff spot, and he hit that dagger three. And then, of course, in the playoffs against Real Madrid in the in the first game. So he's an amazing player. Uh, offensively, uh, he has no flaws. Maybe, and this goes to the the question about the point guard that I was talking about. Uh, if they had a, a point guard who would be a facilitator, I wouldn't be asking this from him. But because he is the the main playmaker on this team, uh, I think he he could he could be a bit better in terms of facilitator facilitating for other guys but um, other th- other than that he is an amazing player and uh, you clearly see how much coach Obradovich trusts him to to perform in the clutch and to to give him the ball and you just know that he's going to take you to the promised land so uh, i love kevin Pern. he's one of the best scorers in euroleague and he absolutely deserves this mvp uh, for for this team and Panther, and you're speaking about the trust that exists between um, Abradovich and Panther. And Panther became this season just the, the second foreigner, uh, non Serbian player to be partisan team captain. And that's a really big deal. And that just shows his uh, the way that he. He acts as a player, the, the, his importance as a leader for that team and um, the trust that he has with his teammates and coaching staff. And that makes him a, a special player besides his incredible skill level. And uh, that's an important note to have. To, leaders always make a difference in any team. And Panther was the leader of this team. And that was one of the big reasons that for us, he was the, the most valuable player of uh, this partisan team. But let's move on to another key player for this partisan. 
Dante Exum, the 27-year-old 6'6 Australian guard that was on his second EuroLeague season after representing Barcelona on the, the previous one. This was his first with Partizan. For the season, Exum averaged 13.2 points, 2.7 assists, 2.3 rebounds and 0.8 steals per game. Exum's best game of the season happened on round 13 on the road loss against Asval, with the Australian recording 26.6 assists, 2 rebounds and 3 steals on that game. Diog, at age 27, on his second EuroLeague season, what steps you see Exum taking moving forward and can he be, he already is at points, but can he be one of the top stars of the EuroLeague? I think he can. And uh, I mean, obviously, we know he, he's a very good player. He he was a, a lottery pick a couple of years ago. He be, he was in the NBA for a couple of years and then he, he came to EuroLeague to play for Barcelona and now in Partizan. Uh, I mean, I just think he's so explosive uh, as a guard. He's very good at driving and attacking the basket. He's strong for the guard position, of course. Uh, I just think he needs to develop a more consistent shot. But other than that, uh, I think he's so good for, for this EuroLeague level. He can play on both sides of the, of the ball. He's big for, for a two. Uh, I think he can play some point guard as well. But obviously, when we, we talked about they need them needing a point guard, he has to be like a, a pure point guard, a floor general, to facilitate for punter and for Exum. But uh, I think Exum can be a, a, a big star in EuroLeague for sure. Uh, I just think that he just needs the, the winning, the winning part, the, the success. And that goes along with what Partizan is building. They, they were very good this season. And uh, I think, obviously, they will try to, to make a couple of ads to, to improve. And he, I think he will keep improving as well. 27, he is still young. He, he just needs to develop a more consistent jump shot uh, and make it a bit more respectable for guys to, to close him out more on the three-point line so that he, he is able to drive even stronger because he is so good at that. But overall, I think he's a, a very good player. He is a complete player. And I think he's very important for this partisan team as well. Exum NBA career was cut short. He kept piling up injuries over there. Playing with a slightly lighter schedule in Europe seems to be good for him and his body seems to answer well to that. But um, you were speaking about playmaking and uh, floor generals. And I do think that Exum can take a step forward like that. He was by far the best, rim, best player putting pressure on the opposite team's rims during the games. And uh, if he can improve his ability to, to pass and take advantages of the ability that he has as a driver even if the jump shot doesn't become as consistent as we would like I think he can take a step forward on that aspect of his game and he can add to a team like Partizan that uh, has good shooters around him and he can take advantage of that and that can be also a step forward that he can take and that I think it's within his capacities to do it and we, we can see more of Exum especially if he stays with his Partizan team and having a second season under Obradovic I think can be great for him and I think there is more to be seen for from Exum in the future. Another key player of this partisan team is Zach Leday. The 6'8", 29 years old American big man played for EuroLeague seasons already and this was his first playing for partisan after previously representing Olympiacos, Algiris and uh, Milano. For the season, Leday averaged 11.4 points, 5.1 rebounds, 1.2 assists and uh, 0.7 steals per game with the player shining on the team's playoff game four in Belgrade, scoring 25 points, three rebounds, one assist and one steal. How important was Leday for this partisan team, Duke? Very important. I mean, you, you can argue in terms of impact. I think between him and, and Kevin Punter, I think he is right up there with Punter because uh, his ability to stretch the four as a, as a forward, as a, a power forward, 
He's a high IQ player. He's versatile on both both ends of the floor. I think he's so important for what this team did this year. And obviously, he's not a name that that is as mentioned as Ponder or Exum or even Lasort. But I think his importance to, to this team and to keep these guys together uh, is so big. And I think we should talk about it even more. And that's why we mention, we are mentioning him here, because we both agree that he is a, such a valuable piece to this group. Uh, I just think what he could improve, I mean, his shooting form is, is gets him a couple tro- a couple issues because he doesn't really get his shot off quick. And I think that would be good for him being a, a four-deck and shoot. So... But I don't think he's going to switch his shooting form at this stage of his career. So uh, that's just something I would like to see him be able to do to, to get his shot off a bit quicker. But uh, I, I want him to, to add a, a post game that's a bit more complete and like trying to shoot some mid-range shots off of the post. We don't see him doing that a lot, but uh, I think he has the potential to be able to do it. But other than that, he is such a valuable player for them. And hopefully he just continues to doing what he's doing and try to improve here and there. But uh, he's a very good player and he's one of the one of my favorites in EuroLeague just because of his ability to, to do it all, basically. He's a very complete player and uh, he can add to any team. He's a very easy player to fit in any team. So before we hit the players to keep an eye on for the future on this roster and not for some key players here, like Nonali, Avramovic, Papai Petro, all of them with crucial contributions for this team. And a big shout out for Matias Lasort that had a great season and a great statistical season. He ended it with the highest PER player for for this team and uh, on the top three, I believe, of all the league. He averaged 12 points, 7.1 rebounds, 1.4 assists, 0.9 steals, and 0.8 blocks per game. But despite this incredible season by Matias Lasort, we just felt that uh, Ladei's ability to stretch the floor to complement things makes him a more crucial pl- uh, player and a harder player to replace for this part team and that's why we were breaking down Zach Ledai for being one of the key players of this uh, partisan team. Also a note for Tristan Vucevic that uh, might be on his way to the NBA and while he still is a player in development, he's an elite shooter and on the, the players to keep an eye on for the future, we will be focused on a guard and a big man, but Vucevic is also a player with a some upside and a player that can develop into an elite player in the European basketball moving forward. But uh, let's start with the big man, Alan Smaligic, the 6'10", 22-years-old Serbian big, was on his first season in the EuroLeague, playing 30 games and starting 13 of those. He showed some great flashes and promise of the for the future, including in the playoff game 3, where he scored 15 points, including shooting 2 of 4 from behind the arc. Duke, what makes Smaligic a player to keep an eye on? I mean, obviously, being so young and being able to perform at the EuroLeague level, level is, also, is always uh, a very positive point. Uh, but I think his ability to, to space the floor as a big man is just amazing. He, he can shoot the ball pretty well. Uh, he can finish on the post, like with either hand as well. He, he is good offensively um, in the paint. He can have the ball in his hands. He can make a play for himself. So I, I think those are the, the best aspects about Smilogic's game. Uh, on things to improve, I think he needs to be a bit more consistent defensively. Uh, he's a big body, he's long, and he can move pretty well for his size. So I, I think he needs to be a, a good rim protector. And I just think he needs to be a, a bit more quick laterally. But uh, other than that, I think he's a very good player with a bright future ahead. Uh, even if it's not on the NBA, I, I think he can have a great future in EuroLeague. 
I think he can have a, a very good career and long career in EuroLeague basketball. So we'll keep an eye on him for sure. And obviously on him and on this partisan team. You're speaking about something that for me is very important with Smalgic, that his lateral quickness. He he has a skill set of a power forward, but I believe that he's destined to be a big man and to probably gain some extra strength to be able to, to body some other big men's will probably be one of the keys for them. And then he can take advantages of having this uh, forward skill set, but uh, having a body of a big man. I think he will struggle if he needs to defend forwards often against other teams. And tell me if you disagree with me, but uh, I, I see him being a center in the future and being a high level center in the future because of the skill set and him being such a good player already at the age 22. Yeah, I agree with you, for sure. So let's end our players' breakdown with another player to keep an eye out for the for the future. Yam Madar, the 6'3 Israeli guard that was on his first EuroLeague season. He was named the competition rising star. Madar played 38 games the, this season, including 24 starts. And while averaging 13 minutes per game, the player ended the season with 5.8 points, 1.6 assists, 1.2 rebounds and 0.6 steals per game. On game three of the playoffs, Madar flashed his upside, stepping up and ending the game with 12.6 rebounds, three assists and one steal in 21 minutes. Duke, what do you think we can expect from the, the rising star winner of this edition of the EuroLeague? I think he has a, a bright future ahead. Uh, I think being this young, he's so quick. I mean, he's very, very fast with the ball, without the ball on defense. He, he's a, he brings energy to the game every time he steps on the court. Uh, I just think he needs to develop a more consistent shot and become a better facilitator. And that's one of the reasons why I said I think they need a, an established point guard. And I think that would be very important even for Yamadar to, to learn from a guy like that and to develop his playmaking and his facilitating. But uh, I think he played such a, a great season with them. And obviously, that's why he won the Rising Star this year. Uh, I think he has a, a bright future ahead in, in EuroLeague, especially. I think he can be a, a good point guard in EuroLeague, a starter, possibly. So I, I think he can have a, a very good career in EuroLeague. We'll keep an eye on him for sure. Uh, but that's the thing. If he can develop a, a consistent jump shot and uh, if he can improve his facilitating skills, I think he's going to be a very good point guard for years to come. Absolutely. Madar is a, a player to to look for the future, to keep tracking in the future. And I do believe that he has the ability on him to become a better playmaker. I don't think he will, he will thrive as the primary prime playmaker on the team. I, don't, I think he will be better playing alongside a player that plays like that with him being able to, to work as a backup point guard moving forward. I think he will thrive in a situation like that. But he has the skill set to, to be an elite player and a very consistent player. And for sure, he learned a lot this season, uh, being under one of the, the best coaches uh, in Obradovic. And I think and I see him uh, thriving in the EuroLeague level for many years to come. Yeah, and speaking of Coach Obradovic, what do you think uh, about this season that he had with Partizan? And where do you see this team going forward? Yeah, man, let's uh, end this episode talking about greatness. That's always a great <laughs> thing to do. And let's speak about Coach Obradovic. He was named EuroLeague Coach of the Year in 2007, 2011 and 2017. And this year, as we saw, he was able to, to show why he was one of, the best, one of the best at ever doing it. He was able to turn a bad start of the season for Partizan into one of the most consistent teams. Partizan was one of the young, youngest teams in the EuroLeague. 
and he was able to to develop a culture of winning of will of being able to impose that game after game and um, he again showed that uh, he still has it and he's one of the best at ever doing he was named in 94 and 95 the best European coach by FIBA magazine in 92 he coached Partizan to their only EuroLeague title having won the competition a total of impressive nine times he won it in 92 in 92 with Partizan in 94 with Juventud Badalona in 95 with Real Madrid in 2000 2002 2007 2009 and 2011 with Paratinaikos and finally into 2017 with Fenerbahce like I said we are talking about greatness that's crazy he's impressive that's a crazy resume man <laughs> it's that there is a reason why what he touched turns into gold and uh, let's get to gold because he was also the head coach of Yugoslavia national team having conquered the silver medal in the 96 Olympics he won gold in the 97 European Championship and gold in the 98 World Championship Obradovic is one of the more accomplished and proven coaches in the world. He's a genius. The way that he's able to empower his players and to make his players fight for him until the end is what makes him one of the most unique and greatest basketball coaches ever. But besides that, he's an undisputable basketball genius with coaches like the, the great Greg Popovich having confessed to have stolen some of his plays. The the man that ran Obradovic is the man that ran Spain before Spain play was Spain. Obradovic deserves a podcast just about himself. Coach Obradovic is one of the greatest to ever do it. And he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it's a pleasure to, to follow him. Yeah, absolutely, man. For sure. Let's wrap up this European Hoops episode. A reminder to our listeners that uh, we will continue to publish our team recaps every Monday and Wednesday, followed by our, our World Cup coverage. And tune in for that because we will be bringing you content almost every day heading into the World Cup and we will make sure to, to make it good for you guys. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos Eroli, where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports, and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition bringing you all the highlights of the action my name is andre and i'll be seeing you guys soon bye guys see you on next episode you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts